You know, I love what Liz shared because she took one step, right? Just an idea. She reached out to some other people that she thought, you know, would uh, also be passionate about this idea. And then she came to me and that one step, you know, led to another step. And that step led to a local organization we didn't even know from a step that Pastor Steve took 20 years ago. He, he met this woman 20 years ago, right? And she reached out just at the same time, you know, that we were doing all of this. So those steps lead to something, right? But taking a step is scary, right? I mean, you may be thinking that, okay, I, I, I want to step into this new role at, at work. But man, that's, that's, that's going to be a lot more responsibility. Maybe I, 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 I'm thinking of taking a step, but I just don't feel like I'll have the right uh, skills or gift or people behind me to encourage me. Or, you know, I'm scared to take a step to go back to school. I'm scared to take a step to look at my finances differently. I'm scared to take a step because I'm single and I don't want to get back in that dating pool because I've been there and it's crazy out in that dating pool, right? Like, I get it, right? Like, and so there's these things that we think about you know, that prevent us from taking steps. And there's been this one verse um, that's just been really an encouragement to me in this season. Uh, in 2021, I had the crazy idea to go back to school because I was bored, I guess. And um, I was telling my dean all these great ideas. I'm a very kind of long thinker, you know, strategy, what's going, what's going to happen in the next five years, what's your five-year plan? And I told my dean this long, long, beautiful story of how God was going to use me to bless people through this degree. And she said this one scripture over me, and I said, this lady just spiritualized me and over-spiritualized me, and I didn't know what she was telling me at the time. And so this one scripture has been such an encouragement to me, and then I found this little thing, this little cute little angel in my pocket here. I got to get it out. Um, look at this, guys. I don't know if you can see this. How cute is this, right? So this little angel I got back in, I don't know, 2008, and then I couldn't find it. David and I were cleaning my little home office, this little room with one little closet, cleaning out the closet, and there she is with the same scripture. Then I opened my Bible that I've had since I gave my life to Jesus. It's worn and tattered and look in the front of it, never notice the first page is the same scripture. And it's just been such an encouragement for me to read this in the Psalm. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. See, there are many scriptures out there that are encouraging scriptures. They tell us to be brave, be confident in the Lord. But there's something about this verse that tells me that when I take steps with God, sometimes I ain't going to be brave. I'm not going to feel confident. But what I do know is that when I take a step, He's going to guide me. His word's going to light my path. And that has been so evident in the last few years to just help me not look at 
five years down the road, but can I just look at the one step in front of me? What's the one step in front of me? And so I hope that you find this as an encouragement today. It's something that God has been placing on my heart. Uh, and as I was even preparing, it became heavier and heavier of reasons why I needed to share this today with all of you, my family. And so I'm just going to go and hit just a few points. I'm not going to be up here long, but um, th this, this verse is a simple verse, but it's powerful. And I, I want to just take this apart just a little bit because when we look at our prayer life, I think we have three different ways that we often pray. We have quick sprint prayers. These are the prayers where I pray it, I take a step, thank you, Jesus. It just happens, right? You pray and God just blesses you. I, I like to say it's those prayers where you say, you know what, let me have a good day at work, right? You know, let, let this coworker not get on my nerves today right? You know, it's the, you know, my husband always prays for the parking spot, you know? Like, and he just says it, and I already know what he's praying for. I'm like, in Jesus' name, amen, you know, and we get the parking spot. You know, me, on the other hand, I'm probably a little bit more superficial. I pray for the shoes to be on clearance when I get to the register. <laughs> like, please, Jesus, let them be five, ten dollars. You know, those are those quick sprint prayers, right? Just quickly, it just happens. But then we have the marathon prayer. You pray, you take a step, and you, you walk in for a long time. It's those 5K, 10Ks that I, I'm just not built for, you know? But you pray those, and it's like those things that, like, you prayed about it in, like, 1988, and then it's 2023, and you're like, won't he do it? You wasn't still praying about that thing. You prayed about it back then, put it on your vision board, right? You know, told somebody about it, but then you just see it, right? That those are marathon prayers. But let me tell you the kind of prayers I've been having recently. I've been having these kind of prayers. I, I take a step, and then something happens, and I take a step backwards, then I take another step here, and it just seems like I'm not really getting there, but then eventually I do, you know, and we see a lot of celebrations, you know, high moments, you know, those mountaintop moments, you know, where everyone says, oh, wow, I can see, I can see favor on your life. I can see it, but let's be honest. Sometimes it's a lot of this too. Some insecurity. Maybe you got some people criticizing you. Oh, you're never going to change. <laughs> oh, you think you can do that? No, you can't. Or you made a mistake, and everybody saw it. Now you're ashamed. You're feeling guilty for something that you did. Those are those cross-country prayers. That's that all-weather, all-terrain prayers. But you know what happens? We experience more of these than we do those quick sprint prayers, and we stop praying. We just, we just kind of say, you know what, I don't really feel like going through all that. And, and we do this thing, you know, it's a good thing. God, if you don't give us nothing else, I'm happy with what you gave me. But you know God is nudging you to do something. God's calling you to do something. You know he's asking you to give something up. He's asking you to go somewhere. He's asking you to meet with someone. He's asking you to take this job, take that responsibility, serve at church, give, get connected. But you're like, oh, it's going to come with a lot of this. 
I, I don't I don't want that stuff. Can I just quick sprint? Like pray, you give it to me, done, move on. But there's something really special about the cross-country prayers. Something happens in the cross-country prayers because when we pray and we go through all of those trials and tribulations and we also have the high moments, God's doing something. He's doing something in that. And so I just want to give you two quick points. Step one, I'm going to give you your first step. Be persistent in your prayers. I think sometimes we can pray or we ask someone else to pray and then we leave it. Just, okay, whenever it happens, it happens. That's all well and good. But in Matthew 7, 8, it says, everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. If you're like me, there have been times that I read this scripture this way. Some of us, some of y'all, some of you, depending on what part of Philly you're from, has asked once already, and you already received it, right? Um, he who sought already found it. And to him who knocked the door opened a while ago, just go. It's not one time. It's persistent prayers. Constantly asking God for the thing to help you. And so what happens is, when we're looking too far ahead at the five-year plan, like, okay, well, if I take this step and make this phone call, if I take this step and join this group, if I take this step and start volunteering somewhere, whatever it may be, or I take this step to let something go that I've been holding on to, we're already thinking about six months from now, oh, I'm going to be real lonely if I do that, or everybody's going to talk about me. But what if you take a step and you pray? Then you just take one more step. And what do you do? You keep praying. You don't leave it there. And then when something happens, when you take that step, and you're like, man, I got to go all the way to the beginning. When you go backwards, you're going to pray some more. And what does that do for us? When we are persistent in our prayers, we start to realize God has already given us everything. Like, he has given us freedom. We don't live in shame and guilt. And he also could give us whatever he wants, right? He has provision to fulfill every single one of our needs. He, he could do it right when we ask for it. But God is good. He is not a mean God. He is not human. He is a God that says, I want so much more. I want you. I want to connect with you. And not only do I want you, I want to change some stuff in here. I want to transform you. I want you to walk a little bit differently when you go into rooms. I want you to stand differently. I want you to have confidence in me. I want you to be more loving, more gracious, joyful. He want, he's a good father. He wants those things. So when we go through all the squiggly, it's like, I want you. This is my opportunity to get close to you so that you can get closer to me. And so there's purpose in that. And so the next step, persistent prayers 
lead to purpose. The scripture says your word is a light for my path. Right? That's the second part of that scripture. Do you know the word light is used between 233 to 400 times depending on translation in the Bible? That's a lot of times that the word light is used, and it's used in different ways. God is light. Let there be light. God created light. Burden is light, right? But do you know that every time the word light is used in Scripture, it's easy. It's easy, and it dispels darkness dispels darkness. And so what this tells me is that when I take a step, if God is lighting my path and I know that his word, his, the word of God is also light for my path, I don't have to be afraid. I can actually see what's happening because I'm trusting God with every step. So when God nudges us to do something I don't actually have to live in fear or, or say, oh, man, I can't do that. That's scary. Because he is lighting the path in front of you with just the one step. And I love this verse in uh, these two, three verses in Matthew. It says, and you, and you, beloved, are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. It would be silly to take a lamp and then hide it under a bowl. When someone lights a lamp, she puts it on a table, a desk, a chair, and it illuminates the entire house. People come to me in all the time and they say, what's my purpose? What is God calling me to do? That's it. The, the gifts that he gives us is one thing. But the purpose is very simple. He says, you are like that illuminating light. Let your light shine everywhere you go that you may illuminate creation so men and women everywhere may see your good actions. They may see creation at its fullest. They may see your devotion to God. And they may turn and praise God. So when people see you take a step, where they see you move, it's not the light that's on you. It's the light that's on God. They look at you, they see something a little different. They're like, oh, she glows a little different. There's something like a little different about him, the way he moves, the way he handles conflict, the way he handles people. Because we're walking with God. We're not trying to get all the way here on our own and then say, thank you, God. We're walking with God, and God is walking with us. And so what if we believe that a little bit more? So then when God's asking you to take a step, you're feeling that nudge, you're feeling just something that God has been telling you to give up, whatever that may be, if you're like me, this is sometimes what I think about first. I think about the fear. I think about, you know, what will people say? I sometimes think about, oh, do I really want to go through the drama? Do I, do I really, like, 
What's it going to be like there? But I started to remember just from this verse who God is. He is a God that loves us and cares for us and does not want to see us on the other side. He wants to walk with us every single step. So I have some good news for you. If you're still sitting here and you're like, yeah, I know God asked me to do that, but I'm not feeling that. I'm not ready. God's going to show me and open the door. And I just, I, right now, I just feel too afraid. Can I just encourage you on something? That's not from God. God did not give us a spirit of fear. That's not from God. And in fact, you know, if you feel guilty, if you feel ashamed, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. You are free. If you feel overwhelmed, his word says in 2 Corinthians, his grace is sufficient for you. His power is made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul says, and I love the way he says this because this, this is like a little, has a little sauce on it. I delight in weaknesses. I delight in insults and in hardships and persecutions and in difficulties. Because when I'm weak, I'm strong because God has me. If you're grieving, we went through so much grief for so many years. And I was encouraged just in that season, and this is an unpopular thing to say, I said it last, last service, but like, I miss, I don't miss the grief, but I do miss the moments because I felt God so close to me in those moments. I felt God so close to me when I was depressed. I felt God so close to me when I was sad. I felt God so close to me when I didn't want to be here. I felt him like I had never felt him before. And that's because his word tells us that he will be close to the brokenhearted. He will be close to the brokenhearted. And if you failed before, join the club. We have all failed. We have all made mistakes. But in Isaiah, it says God's doing a new thing, y'all. Forget about the old. God is doing a new thing. And so here's a summary for you if you weren't paying attention the last 25 minutes. It's okay. <laughs> Take a picture. Read it later. Um, but what am I saying? All I'm saying is, if God has placed something on your heart, one step. Just one step. If God has asked you to give up something, one step. If you're unsure what's going to happen after you take that next step, pray and take another step. Trust him. And see what he'll do, not in the miracle you're waiting for. See what he'll do in here. See the new person that he'll start to make you into. He loves you. He loves us. He wants us close to him. He enjoys it. And so that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Quick and short. I'm going to ask you to stand and pray with me. And I shared this the last service and... I had two people come up to me to um, affirm this, but I just, I, I feel that I need to 
uh, share it again. Um, I'll put it back up there for you. <laughs> um, if there is someone here who needs to call a family member, specifically your mother or father, please ask God to help you with that next step. It has been so heavy on my heart this week, and um, I don't know if that's for somebody here, but if it is, um, I'd be happy to pray with you after services. Um, come find me or any of the other um, leaders here. Um, and then the other thing, and, I, and I, I'm going to take a step right now because God just placed this on my heart while I was upstairs. Um, if there is something that you have been doing in secret that you know it's time to give up, one step, just one step, one step, pray. That's it. No one's asking you to flip your life around, change your life around. God does that. Just one step. One step. Father, we thank you. You're so good. God, we thank you. You're so good. God, help us. Help us take the steps towards you. Help us take the steps away from the things that are not of you, God. I will be sure to give you all the glory, God, but there are some things that you know are, are too heavy for us to carry on our God, we release them to you right now. God, we're taking steps. We know that you're going to light our path. We're trusting you that a week from now, a month from now, six months, ten years from now, God, you are going to carry us through this day and you will bless this one step that we took. We know it, God. We're claiming it. But we know we got to cooperate with you. So, God, we're taking the step towards you. We're taking the step towards you, God, because we know that you have us. We know that you love us. So, God, there is no condemnation, no condemnation for any of us here because we love you and we believe in you. And you are who you say you are every single time. You tell us you are who you say you are. Make the phone call. Reach out to the person. Give up that thing. Step into the ministry. Step into the role. Walk with confidence. Worship like you. No one's looking. One step. God, we give it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.